are you ready? Ready to transform your life and step into the person that you say you want to be. Ready to stop talking and start doing. I'm Ange, a health and fitness coach. And I'm Ashley, a Reiki master and energy healer. And we are here to help you do exactly that. And you're busy. We get that because we are too. But even with the challenges and chaos, you deserve and can live a life full of absolute joy, happiness, and purpose. We want you to join us in taking radical responsibility so that you can take everything in your life to that next level. Have the best sex of your life. Live in a body that you love. Let go of worry and stress. And live in total alignment. Your happier, healthier, and amazing life is waiting for you. Let's get into today's episode. Hey guys, welcome back to this week's episode. Ashley, my dear, how are you doing? I'm so good. I'm vibrating so high right now. I'm just, yeah. How are you? I'm so good. I'm so good, girl. So we were just sitting here and talking about how this is the first podcast that we've ever recorded where we both have been bleeding at the same time time and we've been really nerding out on all things moons and menstruation and how we can really step into the feminine so today's episode is really just all about bleeding and embracing being a woman yeah oh my gosh guys we the different moon cycles and how that's impacted our body we've talked a little bit back in january you told us about the red tent that you were doing i have since done one of those we're going to dive into all those wonderful details um but yeah we're super pumped to just share everything that's been coming up as a download or some research just things that we have been uncovering and leaning into uh, the witches that we are (laughs) totally 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 and guys First, I just want to kick things off by talking about maybe the shame associated with bleeding. Like, remember when you got your period? What? I don't know. I think I was maybe like grade six or grade seven. Like, it wasn't this like empowering, exciting thing. It was more just like (gasps) a little bit of fear, a little bit of like shame, guilt, like I don't feel like it was embraced as like, you're becoming a woman and like this really exciting thing. And I think there's so much stuff out there that really makes us think like, oh, my period, I dread the time of the month. And like, even in relationships, guys will be like, oh, yeah, she's on her period again. She's crazy. Yeah, absolutely. So I think we are here to teach you guys about how you can really embrace your period, how you can sync that up with the natural cycle of the moon, how you can really optimize what your month is looking like. And what that's called is cyclical living. So, yeah. Okay. So I want to dive in before you tell us all about cyclical living, but I want to dive in on that shame piece. Cause I feel you feel it. Yes. Even I think of, do you remember being in high school and it was like, Oh my God, you would never wear white pants or you would oh, just yeah. like that, like embarrassment in connection to it. Right. Or how you would never tell a guy or talk to a guy about you being on your period or whatever. Right. And you didn't call it a period. You called it your rag. Yes. Right. Yes. And it was like this like gross and dirty thing that Ew, don't, I don't even want to talk about it. Like, they didn't want to hear about it. They didn't want to, yes, right? Yes. So I think even just from the female perspective, but also the male perspective of, like, that's gross. That's dirty. That's, I don't want to see it. I don't want to hear about it. I just want to pretend it doesn't happen. Yes. 
right? Absolutely. And I think, and you had brothers. I didn't have brothers. Did your brothers like ever make comments about it or say things about it in your oh home? Oh my God, no. Like I remember if ever I needed like tampons or pads, I would just say to my mom, like I didn't even, we didn't even talk about it. She literally put books in my bottom drawer of my like nightstand for me to read about periods. Oh and, yeah. Like, the first time I wore a tampon, and this is kind of ridiculous, but I didn't know you had to remove the applicator. Oh, I was exactly the same. When I was like, why is it falling out of my vagina? <laughs> and, like, how much it hurt with the yeah. plastic in there. Like, yeah. I had no idea that that was supposed to... <laughs> oh, that funny. we both did that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, but I remember what I would say to her if I got my period was just, I need more stuff. Mm. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. She would just, like, get more stuff. And that was what pads and tampons. We didn't, wouldn't even say the words. Mm, Mama needs yeah. more stuff. And it was just like, okay. And that was not a move forward. <laughs> no. Yeah, right? yeah. And it was just, I remember getting it. Mine was grade eight and I was relieved because it was like, oh, I'm normal. But also after that, it was like, oh God. Mm-hmm. Right. And the shame set in from like day two onwards. Or yeah. if you ever like bled through and got it on your bed or just like the like I don't want anybody to know this I don't want anybody to see this how embarrassing how gross totally totally and then I didn't have a period for five years of my fucking it's wild right now because I a when we hit record didn't even think about this but now I'm like oh my god that was such a long period of my life and I had a lot of periods or a lot of periods where I didn't have periods Isn't that crazy? When I think back, I'm like, oh my God. But yeah, I had five years where I never had anything. And then I had like, when did I? The only regular time I started having it was after when I was, was I trying trying to get pregnant? But no. But I only really had like two. But the only time I've had them regularly has been after the birth of Sully. Interesting. And in between there, yeah, I only had like one or two, but we used crystals and moons and all of that stuff to make that happen. Yeah. But that's wild. I'm just really, oh my God. really connecting that. Wow. But thinking about that five-year period, sorry, that five-year stint <laughs> yeah. when you didn't have a period, would you say that you were squashing down the feminine in you oh, and yeah, only sense. ever operating in the masculine? Totally. Yes. Totally. And yeah. Now, look at you. Now you're like the goddess of feminine things, right? Yeah. And you know what? The other thing, looking back on it, was also that was the period of dieting really aggressively, being stressed out all of the time, like stressed out um, mentally, physically, but then also like struggling so much with addictions during that time where like my body was like, nope, you are not safe to have the baby. You are not like able to be grounded and, and good to go. Um, but yeah, I can just really say that I was operating in the masculine and also like my body was not a safe home too. So I think my body was protecting me saying that, yeah, you getting pregnant right now would not be a good idea. And I was a little bit disconnected from my body. I was a little bit like, I don't know how you would describe that, but I don't think I ever was really like sitting with my thoughts, sitting with my feelings, sitting and connecting to nature. It was more so aloof and yeah. Interesting. And that's so, wild. Yeah. That's wild, and as you say that, I think of the sacral chakra because that's mm-hmm. where babies come to because that's where our joy sits. 
Mm-hmm. Being in joy, being in pleasure, being in bliss sits in that sacral chakra. It's orange, sits right below the belly button. Um, and so when you describe all of those things in your life, it just screams to me there was no joy. Mm-hmm. The only pleasure you could actually get was from a superficial means, which would have been like, an addiction yes absolutely right addicted to exercising addicted to drugs Drugs and alcohol sex like it's funny because I was having a lot of sex Mm -hmm. in that period of my life Mm -hmm. but I don't think it was sex for um, my own pleasure right right I think it was more just feeding an addiction right right isn't that interesting? And now as you step into kind of that very feminine place in your life, that very safe and grounded, secure in your body, loving your body, loving who you are, there's tons of joy. Like it's literally like emanating out of you that your cycle has synced up so beautifully to the moon. I know. I know. Wow. So maybe we just want to dive into red tents yeah yeah what do you think yeah go there next yeah okay Okay. all right so red tents so uh yeah we talked about it in january and this was something that blew my mind when i learned about it so i said to ashley you know what you gotta try this red tent thing she's like okay what's what's that all about and so essentially you are taking the period when you have your period and you're bleeding and you're tapping into what I like to call a superpower. So it is the time of the month when you are going to be your most intuitive. It is your time to reflect. It is your time to really go inwards and make it a beautiful um, time to connect with your womb and to connect to all of the wisdom that is within. So Ashley, tell us what you did for your red tent. Oh my gosh. So I was kind of like, I'm going to do this and it'll be cool. But I didn't expect the outcome to be as magical and powerful as it was. But there were a few heavy things sitting in my life that I didn't know what to do with. And I was like, I'm just going to pull those in at the red tent. So I, first I lit some candles, I brought in my incense, I turned on some soft playing music, not anything majorly different that I would do for a typical bath, just that like really serene, calm place. And I had some flower petals, some rose petals from my birthday that had dried and I popped into the bath and that red tent, like the downloads, the intuition and the clarity. So when I would pull, so I just kind of like got in, I like settled in. I'm just like, okay, relaxed. And then I'm like, I'm going to try it. So I just like pulled up one question and sat with it. I got really emotional. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck is this? Where did that come from? It was so mind blowing to me. I'm like, whoa, it was it was bizarre and just like I didn't even know what they were connected to at that point so yes. anyways had this crazy actually I probably had like four different downloads that were just like so clear it was almost as though someone was literally giving me the answers yes and not in like a vague just like I'm feeling into it I'm not so sure it was literally almost as though someone had come into the room and this didn't happen it wasn't i didn't hear any voices, but it was this knowingness. It literally would have been the same if somebody would have came in and said, here's your answer. Here's what you need to do. This is exactly the path. And it was just like, oh my God. Well, of course. And it was just like a knowingness 
so deep and so clear. Yes, so clear. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's unbelievable, the clarity. And I don't know if it's like directly to source or directly to your higher self or whatever it is that you are connecting to. The deepest levels of wisdom, it's like, I am completely fucking certain about that thing. That thing that I didn't even know the answer to when I got into this bath for this ceremony is so clear crystal quick like unbelievably clear so one of the things that I actually asked about was ayahuasca so we've Mm -hmm. talked a little bit about ayahuasca you're doing that when you go to Peru and it's a very meditative state that you do but it is also like it wreaks a lot of havoc on the body yes there is a medicinal property that you put onto the skin that basically makes you purge you either vomit or you shit your brains out is is for a lot of people, that's the experience. But it takes you to this other world where you leave your body. Yes. Yes. It's, yeah, you leave your body. You have this incredible spiritual awakening. For most people, that's usually what happens. So anyways, this opportunity has showed up in my life. And I was like, okay, I could probably make it work. What will we do with the kids? It was kind of short notice. I'm like, okay, maybe this is an opportunity. I need to like jump on it. And I kind of hemmed and hawed, which should have been an an indication that I was ignoring. But my husband, bless his soul, also wants to do ayahuasca, which is like pretty interesting because he's very different brained than me. Very, very open to spirituality and manifesting and all the things we do, but also very much an engineer. (laughs) So anyways, so as I was sitting there, I was just like, okay, ayahuasca, tell me what I need to do. And it was just like, no. I'm like, what? Why? But it's so clear. So, and they're like, no, you need to do that with Cam. He, that is his entry point into the world that I live in. Which is spirituality. Spirituality, and energy, energy work, work and yes. Reiki and all of those things. He but, is going to have the awakening in that moment with ayahuasca of what it is that you do in a way that he cannot comprehend and understand until he does ayahuasca with you. Yes. And if I were to do it before him, then he's already behind. Mm -hmm. And so it wouldn't be that equal level entry of just like, that's exactly what needs to happen. And it was just so fucking clear. And I was like, Oh my God, it was just a no. And I got out of the tub and I texted who I needed to text and be like, Nope, that's not what it's meant for. I just, And it was just, I don't know. And there were a few other things, some things that I needed to release in my life. um, Some people, some things that were going on. And it was just so beautiful and so powerful. There was no, I guess the way that I could describe it, there was no ego. Mm -hmm. And it didn't matter. Neutrality, almost. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there was another thing that came up business-wise. And I was, I had done my two questions. I was like, those were what I got in thinking, this is where I want a lot of clarity. But I was still sitting there. I'm like, fuck it. Let's go to business. Let's see. And the clarity that came through on that was just like, I didn't care what anybody thought. I didn't. It just came through. This was the answer. And you'll just tell who you need to tell. And that'll be what it needs to be. And it was just like, oh, my God. I can't believe I hemmed and hawed on this. Like, it becomes so crystal clear that you wonder how you didn't see it before. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would say the big one for me on my first cycle that was so powerful was trying to figure out what was going to go on within the separation with my ex-husband. The thing that came through was you let him 
win or kind of get his way so often in the relationship just to keep him happy. Mm-hmm. Just so just so that you'll be happy, even if I didn't agree, even if I wasn't on the same page. I was always just bending, bending just so that I could keep the peace, just always wanting it to go back to peace, always wanting it to go back to being level. And so I wouldn't fight back on things. I wouldn't put up that resistance because it was easier just to keep the peace. And so that big download for me was that in the separation and as things move forward, you let him walk all over you in the marriage and always win just to keep the peace. Now is not the time to keep the peace. Now is the time to to stand up for what you know to be right, to trust your intuition, to know that these choices are the best for you and the children and your future. And you need to stand up to that, not worry about keeping the peace, speak from a place that is intelligent and represents strength, but you don't need to keep him happy. You don't need him to like what you're saying. Trust your own intuition. You have that gift. You can speak for the children. And that was my biggest download was that moving forward, Don't try to just keep him happy just to keep the peace. Move forward, trusting your intuition, knowing that as their mother, they were birthed in your womb. Uh You know what's best for them. And knowing that they were housed in there and that mom's intuition is something that's real. Because so often I think... um, There's that rational brain that's like, come up with your pros and cons lists Uh and debate it back and forth. And sometimes intuition just knows you look into the little eyes of your little people you don't have to have a reason 100% your intuition just knows it's the right choice and standing in that felt so powerful because so many things have transpired since that point that I'm like "Uh uh-huh you trust your intuition it's working it's working and not that there is it's all peace and and happiness and joy in the separation But there's so much when I'm standing in my power and me knowing that things are intuitively supposed to be a certain way. It's all working out exactly as it should be. And I'm just honoring that without any resistance. Just no. Oh, my God, girl. It is what it is. I just had to download, as you're saying, all of that magical stuff. Okay. Mother's intuition. Our kids Mm -hmm. do come from our womb. We're literally talking about womb wisdom. We are. Yes. And one of the things that I see with so many of my clients is they've turned off their own intuition, except when it comes to their kids. Mm. they will fight they will stand up they will do things that they wouldn't do for themselves or anybody else when it comes to their children and they will lean into that intuition only in the role of mother interesting so how cool is it that we're literally talking about mother's intuition and that's a thing that i know doctors lean into Mm -hmm. my sister-in-law who's a pharmacist that is something that they take very seriously in those pharmaceutical or medicinal places and it actually happened with my son, before he had his surgery, I went to my doctor who at the time, guys, he was such an old man and bless his soul. He was wonderful. But I think he was at the time 82. Mm. And I went to him and I just said, here's what's showing up. Here's what I think. And my intuition says he needs to be here. He says, just based on that, I'm sending you to Owen Sound immediately. I said, based on what? He said, your intuition. So this elderly doctor was just like, no, mother's intuition knows more than I can ever put forward rationally or from that place of reason or science or whatever and so I think it's incredible because what we're talking about right now is literally mother's intuition is us tapping into our womb Mm -hmm. absolutely and that's what the red 10 is all about is going into womb wisdom and saying okay this magical place that can 
like create life, what is my womb going to be able to communicate to me and tapping into that? Oh, it's just, it's amazing. And I, I just encourage women, honestly, you can do it for things for your kids, but doing it for stuff in your own life, things that you might be struggling with is really like a superpower. Cause then instead of going back and forth and feeling a little bit like foggy on certain matters, you're breathing into your menstrual cycle and being like, okay, this is crystal clear. And as soon as it's crystal clear, taking action becomes a lot easier, right? Yes. And I think too, so for mine, mine had nothing to do with my kids. All the questions, that you all the questions that I had, they were connected to business. They were connected to ayahuasca. They were connected to cam. And one of the situations that came up actually included you. One of the things that, um, just a lesson for both of us in business as we work together the way that we need to operate moving forward was just Mm -hmm. like this really neat download. So yeah, literally had nothing to do with kids, but I think we naturally, because our kids did grow in our womb, we do that innately. We do it inherently. We know what's best for them, but you're right. We can absolutely tune into that place for literally everything in our lives. Mm -hmm. And then once you know that, instead of dreading when your period's going to come, you're fucking pumped. You're excited. That's why even like we're bleeding right now. We're like, hell yeah, we're bleeding. We're bleeding. So you're looking forward to this week. And that's the perspective that we're trying to teach about. Instead of it being this thing that's, ugh, we want to teach you guys how to embrace and really be excited about your period and give you guys some cool stuff with that. with all of that. And that's exactly what's happened. I'm mm-hmm. so pumped for my period now. Yeah. I'm not like, oh, like, and even I'm sitting on Angela's bar stool. <laughs> I'm, I put on white socks today. That was dumb. Or, or I'm totally fine with it, actually. But I'm sitting there. We're in mid-conversation talking about podcast and business and life. That's amazing. And I, like, look down at my sock and I'm like... <laughs> Oh shit, I gotta go to the bathroom. I'm like bleeding through my pants and onto my white sock. And I'm just like, gotta go, grab my pad and away we go. Right? But there was no like, oh fuck, like, oh my God. Right? I'm gonna go to Walmart after this and I'll be bleeding through my pants or like there'll be that little stain and I don't care. Right? But there's just that like, I don't know, there's an embracingness that that's not a word guys but there is that ability to embrace and love and be excited about this thing that your body's doing mm-hmm. and i just i can't wait to do my red tent like i, I just like yeah both of us tomorrow right tomorrow, tomorrow. yeah yeah oh my so, gosh. so excited so why don't we tell people how to do a red tent yes. so the biggest thing with creating your own red tent ceremony and embracing it it really can be any time that you're bleeding it doesn't matter if it's the first day the second day third day whenever it just works based on your schedule but you really want to carve out i would say at least one hour during that time now my family knows about it like my kids know yeah mama's doing her red tent it's like (laughs) you do not interrupt the red tent like unless it's a a crazy emergency but they know that it's happening they know it's just part of what's going on they're learning that it's okay that women bleed like this is just part it's very natural so anyways so i often suggest that connecting with water so doing it in a bath is a really beautiful way to do your red tent ceremony and then you just want to bring in items that you think are going to help set the moods so for you you did the rose petals and the candles and um and the soft music and you knew that that was going to really help you go inward so right. 
whatever's going to help set that um, mood for you can be really helpful. I generally suggest elements of sensuality. So how can you stimulate your eyes? How can you stimulate um, your scent? Those those things that are going to be pleasant for you. So you're going to bring those into the bathroom with you. I often suggest bringing in like coconut oil or just something so that you can rub your hands on your body and truly give yourself like a full body massage um, with something as part of the practice. It's really about embodying your embodying being in your body feeling every part of your body like rubbing your hands on your stomach that maybe you have talked negatively about in the past rubbing your hands on your bum and just all over your body really truly embracing the beautiful woman that you are with all of your imperfections um, rubbing your boobs rubbing um, your legs all over just really feeling the sensation of being in your body and then just asking questions, right? Yeah. Closing your eyes, breathing. Maybe you're going to put on a meditation. Maybe you're going to, um, we've been really into like tribal music yes. and like woomy and witchy stuff. Just something that's going to really help bring you inwards. And then I often suggest bringing in like a journal, something that you're going to write down, whatever shows up. Because there will be something that shows up. I can oh promise you that. And having a pen and paper nearby can be really, really helpful. Um, for that. Is there anything else you added to your red tent that you wanted to share, Ashley? Um, so I put essential oils into the bath. So things that kind of spoke to me. Um, one that I use actually when I was in the bath when giving birth to my children was ylang ylang. It's supposed mm. to increase sensuality, sexuality, libido, and really kind of connect to that feminine womb birth nurturing place so I put some of that in and as you talked about candles and music I was like oh my gosh so I had every one of the elements there with me when I was in the tub so thinking about what grounds you right mm -hmm. so that earthy thing so or if you are just like very concrete and like, okay, I'm going to get one of my houseplants and I'll just like set it there. The earth is literally here with me, right? That water piece, that ability to be fluid is another element, right? Fire, that heat, that passion, and then the air. So for me, I often change the air with incense, right? Mm -hmm. And then when you think about sound, so sound also has vibration. And so that music piece. So thinking about all of the pieces that kind of connect to each part of our human and divine self are those four elements with the inclusion of sound. And so, yeah, just as you said that, I didn't really, it didn't dawn on me as I was doing it. But now, just through this conversation, through the dialogue, I'm like, oh, yeah, really pulling in each All of those. four of those elements. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Can in be very powerful. That, yeah. In the ways that speak to you. Mm -hmm. For sure. For sure. And then, yeah, so you'll you'll do it. And, um, and then moisturize see, after, right? Yeah, moisturize so afterwards. That so really, that's with the coconut oil or something. So that slow, like that. really rhythmic, just like... Mm -hmm. feeling your whole body with that lotion or mm -hmm. that coconut oil and touching everywhere even yeah. the parts of your body that maybe you really even struggle for your partner to touch on your body really just feeling them and sending that area of your body so much love mm -hmm. right the, the parts of you that maybe you have felt shame about um, I even think that with the chest right like a lot of women will feel like maybe their boobs are too big and so they like 
avoid touching them or maybe they feel like they're too small or maybe they think their nipples are inverted just really like feeling into the beauty that is our breasts and embracing that and and touching all of those parts sending those places love and healing um i think could be really really powerful too absolutely And then, so I didn't think I was going to do a ton of journaling after because you talked about like this being a two to three hour thing. I'm like, oh my gosh, sounds daunting. But guys, the time literally evaporates. It's like I came out and I did, I honestly, I think I journaled five pages. And I'm like, holy, I couldn't stop. I know. Once you start, it's like, oh my God. And this, and this, and this, and this. And I thought to myself, I'm like, oh, maybe I like, I was thinking about, because I'm such a, an audio person. I'm like, maybe I'm going to record it. And that's what I was thinking. I was like, oh, maybe I'll just talk out loud everything that came. And it was like, nope. And it was, I barely felt like I was moving the pencil. It was Mm -hmm. just like flowing so easily out of me. And, um, yeah, it it just will tell you what are the conversations you need to have. And the biggest thing is taking that immediate action. Like you said, you sent the text straight away. You shared that right away. It's taking the immediate action when you're in that energy, because as we're going to learn about the energy cycle for a woman is not the same on your menstrual cycle as what it's going to be on your follicular or luteal cycle. And so you really want to take action immediately versus waiting to do those things get the downloads, take the action. And then as you are moving into the next cycle, then you're able to fully embrace the energy that's part of that cycle. And one of the things that happened was, so one of the downloads that I got in connection to business was like, it needed to act now, but it didn't lead me to the place that I thought it would lead me. Mm -hmm. It actually brought it back around to something I thought wouldn't happen or couldn't happen, but I needed those three steps and it landed in the next phase of when it was supposed to evolve to. Does that make any sense? Yes. Okay. So the thing that I got to download about seemed very crystal clear. Like this is the person that I need to do this thing. And then that person said, no, I was like, shit. So then it was like, okay, well, what about this person? And what about this person? And they all said, no. No. (laughs) which led me back to the very first person that I was like, well, I don't know. But then I had met that person and I was like, she is a hell yes for this thing that I need to do. And so it just, it needed to, all of those little stepping stones needed to happen so that I would be brought to the right person at the right time. Mm -hmm. And in everything, the way that it manifested, it was exactly the way it was meant to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the thing that happens with the universe and this happens a million times over is she delivers in a way that you are not expecting yes but because it's happening in that way just because things show up as no's if you feel so crystal clear that this is the next action step for me but all the things that are popping in are no's don't go back to the drawing board and say okay well maybe the whole thing is a no it's a not yet Exactly. Right. It's not, it's not that it's no, it's not right now. Right. Yeah. Right now. Not the right person. Not don't give up on the thing. I'm bleeding. Continue Continue to put it out there. Yes. I need this thing. Yes. I want this thing. Yes. This thing can be created and come into my world. It's just honoring the fact that like, you're not going to give up hope just because it's not being delivered in the way that you had originally anticipated. Yes. Because she is abundantly creative. And so when we want to control the path, she's just like, no, no, no. Right. So I think that's really, was a really powerful, just the way that it unfolded. So knowing too, that the answers and the intuitions that you get, 
They might not be the concrete exact thing, but they are leading you to the time and the place that that needs to happen, right? Mm-hmm. And so trusting in the divine timing in connection to all of that, right? Versus going, yes. but this is what came up in my right time. It has to be this. This was my intuition. Is it wrong? Was my intuition wrong? No, it's still leading you. It's leading you to the next piece and to the next piece, to the next piece. When And when you arrive, you can look back and go, oh, well, yeah, of course. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Tell us about this cyclical living. We've kind of timed, we've kind of talked a little bit about it, um, but tell us what that is, what our cycle looks like, when to know, Sure. or should we, should we dive in on the red moon and white moon first so people can connect to their own cycle? Yeah, I was kind of debating on the second one. I was debating on the second one. So I said it, I'm like, no, back up. So my last cycle, my last red tent. Oh my God. My last red tent was like, you need to be, or you need to be a new moon bleeder. I was like, oh, okay, okay. I need to be a new moon bleeder. And I couldn't And that came through in the red tent? Yes. So it kind of like came in a little bit on my first one. And so then my first cycle was, instead of being my regular 28 day, was 35. And then this last one, no, no, the one before, 33, 33 days. And I was like, oh, okay, okay, you're a little late, but we're okay, we're okay. Then this one was a full week late to get me on the thing. But, But it came through that like, you need to be a new moon bleeder. I'm like, okay. I don't even know why, but I'm like, okay, I just need to be a new moon bleeder. And I didn't know the reasons why. But then Ashley showed up today. She's like, oh, I want to be a full moon bleeder. And then I'm like, oh, okay, okay. And then we did all the research on new moon bleeding versus full moon bleeding, which we're going to teach you guys about. But I didn't know why I needed to be a new moon bleeder. I just was like, I'm manifesting being a new moon bleeder. I'm going to meditate on it. I know that this is the way that I need to have my menstrual cycle go. And um, yeah, now I'm a new moon bleeder. Bleeding with you. And I manifested that shit. Even though in the moment, like being a week late on your period, you're not like, you're not like, like, woo, you're like, I'm like, it's okay, universe. I trust you. I trust you. I manifest this. I'm going to be a new moon bleeder. And then when you tell people, they're like, what? Like, what? What are you talking about? Why? You're a little crazy there, witchy lady. (laughs) Um, But yeah. um, So let's talk about it. New moon bleeders versus full moon bleeders. What in the world? Why why does it even matter? Oh, my God. So before I tell all of that, because it's right here in front of me. So do you remember you t- showed me how to seed cycle? Yes. And I was trying so hard to get my moon blood to be on the full moon. That was my plan because I thought that's what moon blood was and that's what you're supposed to do. And eventually after probably, oh gosh, months and months and months and months, I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to honor what my body's doing. And I didn't realize until I had came here on my last cycle and you're like, oh, girl, you're a new moon bleeder. I'm like, is that a thing? You're like, yeah, totally. It's a thing. Because I thought at that time that being synced up to the moon meant you bled on the full moon. Mm. So I'm like, oh, I got to look this up. I got to find out what being a new moon bleeder all like means and what that's connected to. And so being a new moon bleeder means you bleed on or they call it the white moon. The white moon and red moon. So white moon is new bleed or sorry, new moon. Red moon is full moon so we are both white moon bleeders now right now but and the other thing is it doesn't have to show up right on it because for right. example the new moon the new moon is actually tomorrow Correct. so even if it's like kind of cross up crossing over it might not be exactly when it shows up but if in general it's happening in sync with the moon is what we're referring to here right and so just starting to notice where your own period 
lands in connection to the moon will tell you what you are. And there's three that we're going to talk about. We'll talk about the white moon and the red moon first, and then I'll tell you if your period lands kind of all over the place, what that can mean. Um, so the white moon is the most common and is linked to the new moon. If you're on a white moon, you bleed around the new moon and ovulate around the full moon. So that will be in connection to kind of what Ange tell, tells us about the cyclical living. But this one mirrors the traditional cycle of the moon and Mother Earth. A woman with a white moon cycle is said to be in the mother phase of her life. Either she wants to get pregnant and start a family or focus on nurturing and raising her children. This is because the full moon is considered to be the Earth's most fertile time. So when a woman goes through the most fertile stage of her own cycle, simultaneously, both the energies of the Earth and the woman align and are magnified. So when we ovulate, it's the same as when the Earth is in her most fertile time, which is pretty fucking cool. Um, and so white moon cycle pulls energy inwards and harnesses this to replenish and deepen their emotional, mental and spiritual energies. Um, do, do, do white moon women are were often favored by the patriarchy and still are today. This is very interesting because all their energy was solely focused on the men and children in their life. Wild. Isn't that wild? Like, it's just so, so wild. Mm -hmm. And even I feel with everything going on in my world, I am so called into being um, a mom and being called in that direction for the family structure to be more important than maybe what it has been in the past for me. And so I think it's so interesting that intuitively it was like, no, girl, you got to step into that like maternal and step into all of that power yeah. that is behind that so I think it's yeah I think it's amazing because we've kind of slip swapped here and I said you're <laughs> like I want to be a new moon bleeder I'm like I want to be a full moon bleeder after reading this I was like no 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 I want to do the full moon but as I look at my life right now right now this season oh it's the mother stage it comes before everything else so it's yes. interesting that yes what was once probably primary for you and when I read the, the red moon guys you'll be like oh yeah that was totally where you were right absolutely and yes. so the the red the red moon is on the full moon so those are people who bleed on the full moon in ancient times these women were the priestesses the healers the witches and the medicine women so i'm like oh we should be on the full moon girl but our kids come before all else mm -hmm. which is interesting yes. because that has showed up both for you and for me in very different ways mm -hmm. but recently in the last four months i would say even just like having to do things for our kids that maybe disrupt our life a little bit, but is what's best for them. Um, totally. So yeah, totally. And so in contrast to the white moon, these women are focused on channeling their creative energy outward. They may also be mothers, but are focused on and passionate about being in sacred circle with their community and teaching and leading others. They have a deep desire for self-actualization, self-growth, creativity, business, mentorship, and development. And so these women were often labeled witches and punished, vilified, and ostracized from society. Mm. So just thinking about the power of that period 
and the patriarchy, knowing that power, right? We've got to squash this period. We've got to squash the power that women possess. And we've got to make this a shameful, yucky, gross thing that happens that at best is simply tolerated. Mm-hmm. Right? That's wild. And lastly, guys, so if you're like, oh, I'm not a new moon, I'm not a full moon, where do I land? So you might land in what's called the wise woman cycle. And that is when you your normal cycle doesn't land necessarily on either one of those. And maybe it flip flops a little bit. So there I know a lot of women who have an irregular cycle. Right. And so knowing, okay, that's totally normal and actually can be a very beautiful and wonderful thing with that. Now, there's not as much research on it, but being in that space, honoring, it can be more challenging because you are you're flip flopping into those energies differently. And so you just honoring and leaning into your cycle, nurturing your body, and almost you almost need to be more open, more aware, more in tune with your body because it's changing and because your cycle looks a little different. Mm-hmm. Right. And so honoring and leaning into that intuition and knowledge is where you need to focus versus going, oh, like this doesn't make sense. I don't get it. It doesn't leaning into what does this feel like? Where is my body leading me? What what stage am I in? What season am I in? And so, yeah, so we encourage you guys, we invite you guys to check out your own cycle and track it. I use the flow app. I'm not sure. You can also do it on just your regular iPhone app or whatever. I uh, use, it's called PC. It's got a little flower on it, but it's period calculator, period tracker. Um, but yeah, it's, so. and I think it's super important to track. I think it's a piece of data that's really amazing, and it's good to just be in sync and, and noting when it's showing up, and um, yeah, being in tune with your body that way. I agree. All right, let's talk about cyclical living. Yes. Lady. So this is in connection to your period, Absolutely. to when you bleed, and that's why mm. we're connecting these two pieces for you guys. Totally, totally. So the way I invite you to participate in this is by um, checking in with yourself daily. So I'm going to be giving you a series of questions that can be helpful with tuning into your body. I don't think that you need to do this every single day, but doing it a few days out of the month, especially one in each of the four phases I'm going to talk about, is going to help you notice the differences and be able to nourish your body in the way that it requires based on that phase. So the four main phases, we've talked a little bit about the menstrual cycle, but the menstrual cycle is really winter. Okay. So it is the reflective energy and the key things that are going to show up during this particular time is letting go, going inwards, retreating the way that you would during the winter you're going to have the introspection, the unwinding, the napping, the just really hibernating, right? Not not pushing in the same way that you will in other phases. It's your processing time. It's really the time where you are going completely inwards and um, yeah, just tapping into that wise wisdom that's right within you. So that's your menstrual cycle. So that is your that is the winter when we're looking at the four seasons. Then we move into spring, which is the follicular phase. And the cool part about spring is really this is your dynamic energy. This is when you are going to be inspired. You're going to have those new ideas. This is when you really want to be going into learning, going into playing, going into really that 
vibrancy and vitality that comes from spring. You've just come out of winter. You're excited about seeing more sun. You're excited to be doing all of those like creative projects. That's the best time to be doing those things. Those are the beginnings. That's when you're starting everything. Okay. So this is, if you're thinking about your business or thinking about what you might be doing in the follicular phase, this is really the stage of inspiration. Then we move into summer, which is ovulation. During this sort of phase, this is all about expressive energy. So when it's in the summer and when we're ovulating, we're really looking at um, productivity. We're looking at being grounded, being out in um, being out in nature, and really enjoying all of the things that summer would would bring. Lots of pleasure during this time, lots of connection during this time, lots of just really expressing ourselves. It's a great time to be doing things like dancing and enjoying time with friends. You're really just being in that present moment during ovulation. Then you move into your luteal phase and this is really like fall. During the fall we're kind of like preparing for winter. We know that we're going to have to wrap things up. So during this particular um, period this is really about wrapping up those projects. This is about being um, assertive but also nesting. Preparing for what is going to be that next season. So luteal often suggests all of those projects that you started in your follicular phase wrap them all up because your period is right around the right around the bend so all of those things that you may have started a couple of weeks ago you'll wrap all of those up and you'll prepare to go inwards this is also one of those times um one of those times throughout your cycle where you may find that you want to nest. Remember like when you're preparing to have a baby, you kind of got that like nesting energy where it's like, Oh, I might want to like clean up certain areas of my house or I want to like reorganize certain areas in my house. Like it's really that time where you may feel that like nesting energy, the time when you're preparing to just spend some more time at home to be um, preparing the space within, um, within your environment. So those are kind of your four phases. And when you tap into them, then you're like, okay, I'm going to look at my entire month. I'm going to look at the moon and look at that cycle and plan to do things based on that energy. So you're planning, okay, on the full moon, that's when I'm getting together with my friends. That's when we're planning to do the fucking cool shit, right? Which and we so, did. And that's what that whole phase is about, right? So and cool. It is so cool. And so when you do that, think about like you're there, everybody's connecting, just really embracing that full moon energy. And in one of our um, next episodes, we're going to talk about kind of the cool stuff we've been doing with the full moons and all that jazzy jazz. But anyways, you're looking at your month and you're planning for that. So when you have like maybe you're planning to do something business wise, maybe you want to create something, maybe you want you've just things going on in your month instead of trying to take your dates and plan them so that they are just random. You're like, Oh, I got this Saturday free. You're looking at your month and you're going, huh, that might be cool to plan that on my follicular phase. Or that might be cool to plan that on my luteal phase because as a woman, like people will say, Oh, women, they're so moody. And really it's not that we're moody. It's just that we are just a little bit more like multidimensional where like each week we may be a little bit different. We may be more creative this week. We may be more fun this week. <laughs> we might be a little bit more like nesting. Right. Yeah. And that's just honoring the beauty of being so multidimensional. And so cyclical, living is really about okay honoring yep 
this is who I am this week. Next week, it might be a little bit different and that's okay. Isn't that so interesting? So as you're reading these, I'm like, oh my goodness. So normally I'm a pretty tidy person as far as my house goes, but this past like, I don't know, a few days, last night I went to bed, my house looked like a freaking bomb went off and I'm just like, don't care. Amazing. Don't care. But I'm in like, I'm in that bleeding stage. I'm in winter where it's like, I'm hibernating. I have no, and, and that's what shows up is like, I literally have no energy to do this. Mm-hmm. I just don't have the, f- and you're honoring that. Yeah, I'm just resting. Like, and yeah. that's beautiful girl. Yeah. And I think of, so I have a couple of courses that I need to create content for and I've been avoiding it. I'm like, why have I been avoiding this? But with spring just around the corner and knowing that I am going to just like sit down, get into that creative space and fucking crush it. But that's just like, totally. I'm not supposed to create that course now. I'm supposed to create that course on April 4th. Yes. Okay. And I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to, that is the time of the month when I'm supposed to be doing that thing. And when we tap into that and plan for that, then we see you wake up that day. You're like, I am in my creative yeah. mode. I can feel that energy. And I think, yeah. That's and have you thing. ever, have you ever forced yourself to just sit down and hammer something out? But then like a week later, you get this download and you have to completely overhaul or the throw out the entire thing. <laughs> totally. That's what I'm thinking is like, you were trying to plan it in a time when you shouldn't have. And then the time when you should have, it all just came flowing in. without a thought and it was just like oh my gosh this is it this is it this is it this is it and it's because you showed up in that time and space and it just totally 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 totally. um all right so we got five questions so these are the five questions and i want you to do at least one day in each of the phases tapping into what you intuitively are feeling not what you should be doing just tapping in with yourself in each of these um in each of these phases so Question number one is, how are you feeling emotionally? How does your energy feel today is number two. How can you support yourself today with movement? How can you support yourself today with nutrition? And how can you support yourself spiritually? And the cool part when you do this for each of the phases is you are going to notice that it is very different in each of those. So the things that you may feel like doing for movement and for nutrition and for spirituality may be totally different than what they would have the week before, just based on how you're feeling. So I feel like that's when you're setting up your month. If you feel like doing a high-intensity class or like doing high-intensity movement, a lot of the times that's happening in the spring or the summer. That's not happening in the fall and the winter. You're not really feeling like doing that hit class, and that's okay. That's more um, you just honoring what your body's actually feeling like doing. I have this abundance of energy. I want to burn it all off. I want to have fun. I want to move my body. But then you move into the next phase, and really you're like, oh. The thought of like doing a Zumba class today, like makes me want to puke and that's okay. But you're embracing that versus feeling as though you have to be doing the same thing every week. So, so those five questions are pretty powerful for that. Amazing. So that happened to me this morning before I was coming here to Angie's. I was like, Oh, I have a quick, I have a quick half hour. I can bang out a workout. And I was like, Oh no. Like I just feel, no, I don't have the energy for that. And so I just hopped on the treadmill and did a 20 minute walk, Mm -hmm. which felt really good for my energy and like boosted me versus depleting me. Um, just need how that shows up. And I think of even you talk about nutrition there. 
And thinking about your cravings. I can rock a fast, like, like an intermittent fast in the spring. No problems. Yes. Oh, it's just like boom, boom, boom. And so easy. Yeah. Yeah. You show up at supper time. You're like, oh yeah, I haven't eaten yet today. Weird. Yeah. Whereas in that like fall stage, like that pre-menstrual. You're like, oh my gosh. Give me the the chocolate. chocolate. You want the carbohydrates. Focus is there. Yeah. But you think about that hibernation and even just creatures in nature. That's when they fatten up. Mm-hmm. When they go into the winter stage, they want to have enough sustainability so that they don't have to go out and forage for food and, right, that they have enough warmth in their system to be able to, oh, it's so fascinating, mm-hmm. right? And so even just giving yourself that permission or honoring that that's the phase you're in versus beating yourself up for being like, oh my gosh, I crave all the things before my period and I shouldn't have this and I shouldn't have that and I shouldn't, there's maybe finding ways that that feels good or is in alignment with for me it's chocolate rice cakes right so I'm just like I can eat all the rice cakes I'm not going to eat 10 chocolate bars they both would serve me the same purpose so honoring your goals for sure but knowing when you're in that stage last night when I ate probably oh gosh guys I don't even know how many rice cakes I was just like this is just part of the stage I'm in right now and it's okay because spring's coming right like you just know that So I think honoring the fluidity and the movement of that versus kind of wanting it to be even keel across the board is just so cool. Thank you for sharing that. That is just like, it blows my mind. It does. It's just honoring the seasons and honoring the cycles and honoring that like we are built so divinely, like so perfect when we stop trying to be, um, yeah, we stop trying to. We just start embrace being a woman, right? Like start embrace all that is feminine. Yeah. So, so the first time that I told Cam about like the red tent and all the intuitions and everything that came in, he's like, hmm. And I explained like how when you're on your period, that's when all these deep intuitions and womb wisdom and he just kind of went, oh, so probably it wouldn't ever be cool if I ever said again that you're being bitchy on your period. I'm like, nope, because I will slap you with my intuition. <laughs> like, you're being moody? I'm like, no, I'm just having a deep intuition that you're being a giant dickhead. <laughs> like, and I have the courage to fucking tell you. Yes, right? right? And I just think, like, even just removing that piece of, like, oh, you're crazy when you're in that premenstrual phase or you're, you know, moody and bitchy, so please ignore what I say say right or please forgive me for coming forward with that it's like no I'm honoring that that's my intuition and it's really deep and on this is my truth Mm -hmm. and maybe I need to present it more in a way that you know works better for you but this is my truth and I don't apologize for that absolutely right so absolutely all right what a that was a great episode girl you guys enjoyed it as much as we loved that conversation and we welcome your invitation to participate in red tents and cyclical living and just uh, let us know. Are you a new moon bleeder? Are you a full moon bleeder? Or are you somewhere in the middle? Are you one of those wise women that just kind of manages it all? We want to know because we do believe that there is also power in community with women. And totally. so we reach out to you as our community of women and men who want to be a part of that female journey as well, right? Like, I really think there is, there's men who listen to us and are in that supportive role when it comes to the females in their life. So we invite all of you to just reach out and share that with us because we love you. (laughs) Absolutely. All right, guys, we'll see you next Thursday. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Bye.